morning, Minneapolis and other beautiful cities all around the world. My name is Lavia Elva, and I am an extreme extrovert. So today I completed some therapy, um, some rehabilitation for um, my journey so far. I think it has been day 11? Well, not day 11. It's been like group 11. Um, I meet every other day. Um, for rehab. I'm in, like, an outpatient, uh, group. And I'm really happy about that. Tomorrow, on January 1st, 2021, woohoo! Goodbye, 2020, 2020 sucked! <laughs> it was a horrible year, to say the least. And I'm just excited for a brand new year to start. Um, hopefully, you know, I, I'm not that kind of person that really does New Year's resolutions. I used to, when I was younger, you know, um, be like, oh, this year I'm going to try to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that. And this year I'm just, I'm just going to play it by ear. <laughs> I think maybe um, 2020 just kind of taught me and that life is really in- unpredictable and... There is, like, financially plan, obviously. Like, you you want to financially plan for your goals and for your life. But other than that, <laughs> other than investments in, like, education or, you know, business or something, other than those topics, I feel like you really can't uh, do much planning <laughs> for anything else. So this year I'm not going to do a New Year's resolution. I'm not really going to plan. I'm just going to play it by ear. Obviously, I have some hopes um, and dreams that I hope to accomplish. But um, it does not have to be done this year. <laughs> I'm not going to put the stress on myself like that. <laughs> this next year, the 2021, is just going to be about living my life the most simply and most happily as possible. But anyway... Um, one thing that I really wanted to get started on today um, was the topic of intimate relationships and um, sobriety. I think um, a lot of people don't realize that becoming sober kind of changes your dynamics, the dynamics of your existing relationships and possibly further, like uh, future relationships as well. I know that when I was an active drinker, I often went on dates with people, like you'd go and go to a bar. And the thing, that's the thing about a bar, is it's a very light setup, a very social setting, and especially with substances, like drunk, uh, drunk, <laughs> I can't talk right now. <laughs> I've been talking all morning, so... Sorry if I fumble a little bit, but I've literally been discussing and talking all morning about certain topics. So, please work with me. Um, but anyway, so yeah, having a drink at a so and something like that at a date is a way to socially, you know, be more inhibited, be more light. Uh less anxious. You know what I mean? There's positives to it. There really is. 
And I feel like a lot of people do do that at, um, on dates and stuff. But now that that isn't an option anymore, or an option that I would like to choose <laughs> or take part in, um, it just has been very different, especially with COVID, meeting people and stuff. And, like, especially if you have an existing partner where you meet, you met them, for example, like my partner. My partner, I met them when I was drinking. So a lot of the things that we used to do together involved drinking. We would go to shows, we go parties, we would go out and dance together. Really fun situation, right? And that's how we kind of grew to like each other's company. And now, <laughs> since I'm like sober, I found myself kind of having to rebuild a lot of the romance that I first had um, built with my partner. I noticed that, you know, there there are just new activities that you have to find that you guys both like. And at first, it was really hard. In the beginning of my sobriety, in the beginning of my recovery, because my recovery date is 2017. Um, and for those that, um, for a clarification for those that um, get confused by this, but the sobriety date is the day of your last usage. So for me, that is December 9th, 2020. But my recovery is 2017, because I have been in recovery since then. I've been um, actively um, participating in sobriety and working towards this particular goal. So that's just a clarification. And at first it was really hard when I was dating my partner, because I just felt out of the loop. I, I just felt like we couldn't bond as easy. You know, we got into a lot of fights. Um, because verbal fights, because or disputes, because I, you know, was irritated or annoyed, because you know they would go and hang out with our friends or go see a show without me, and emotionally that was that was tough. That was tough for me because I was like, I still love doing these things. But I also am at a vulnerable state in life where I know that I'm going to be tempted by some things as well. And it's just a very tricky time because I want to do a lot of the things that I have done in the past. But I also have to be aware of the triggers that might trigger some behaviors. And I have to stay focused on my path. And... You know, I've I've been kind of noticing, like, even with sex or, like, intimacy in general. It's very easy. It was very easy for me. I know maybe a lot of people don't, <laughs> maybe might not have this issue. But um, for me, personally, like, whenever I was kind of going into something like that, like, about to have sex with somebody... I often would, you know, have a drink or two and talk, you know, and get things going a little bit. And this is a new dynamic for me in regards to sex and romance because that isn't there. You know, and it doesn't even have to be alcohol. It was just alcohol for me. But I know a lot of people like like to smoke a little bit, like have a little marijuana or something like that. And 
being completely sober. Um, it is definitely harder to get in the mood, honestly. <laughs> Sometimes it's a little hard because you're just like, I'm not, I'm just in my normal ass life. <laughs> enjoying my normal things in life. And then bam, oh, here's a person and they're like all hot and bothered. And they're like, hey, do you want to have sex? And like, for me personally, uh, I can't perform the acts of intimacy with like right away. You can't just like look at somebody and be like, yes, I'm turned on. Here I go. I'm ready to go. This is going to happen. It doesn't happen like that. And even though it is kind of, I, I, I wouldn't say it's embarrassing because it's not embarrassing. It's just something that I realized um, through my journey of sobriety that, you know, I can't just take a drink to finally get in the mood like I used to. Now I kind of just have to, I don't know, have the other person help you out <laughs> or something. <laughs> But anyway, I think I think it's all good. Being sober is always good if that's the route that you choose. But there definitely has been some challenges. Definitely, definitely some challenges. And in regards to like my friends, I in the past I've met a lot of friends from bars, a lot of good friends that I've known for like 10 years. I met at a bar, you know, going college taking some classes or whatever and we just pass through each other and we become really good friends and that dynamic kind of changes when you can't go and get a drink with them anymore you can you know that's what i hear a lot they're like oh you can you can do that sure you can do that like what what's stopping you like well the thing that's stopping me is right now if i go and spend on an uber all the way to the club looking cute and want to get like on the dance floor I'm gonna buy a drink like I know my son I know my ass like I know my ass so well like if I spent that much time getting ready and money to take a taxi to the club by the time I get there like I'm gonna drink that's that's just something that I like to do and that I would do so eliminating that whole uh, process in itself for me personally has to be done I'm not saying that everyone is at the same level you know some people I've heard of some people that go still to parties and clubs and don't even touch any of the substances which is awesome that's great <laughs> I'm glad that you have that much willpower because me I'm too curious of a person I'm too like I, I take in the moment Sometimes too aggressively, to the point where sometimes I don't even think ahead of what could potentially happen. That That's just something that I've noticed about myself. I tend sometimes to really, really heavily be in the moment, almost like levitate in the dopamines of the moment, that like, I tend to like push myself a little too far. I watched a video recently... By, it's, it was a Russian um, scientist, Dr. Nova, I believe it is. Um, and the video is how like addiction works in the brain. It's one of those TED Talks, one of those TED videos 
And she talks about how addiction is a lack of dopamine, right? It was a it was a weird theory. It, like it was saying like if you're an addict, you are chasing something. You know, chasing the reward. You know, everything in life is a rewarded kind of system, even if it's not addiction, even if it's a job, even if it's, you know, accomplishment. Why would you ever do anything if it wasn't going to drive you to do something like that you wanted, positive or negative, or get you something that you wanted? You know what I mean? So, like, when, like, in nature, if you're an animal and you're hungry, you're going to chase your food. You're going to go and kill. You're going to productively get something to receive something that brings you life. So if you were like a cheetah out somewhere and you see a nice whatever animal that they tend to eat <laughs> and you go and you hunt it down and you catch it, that like series of events forms kind of like an anticipation. And that anticipation is so arousing. It's so arousing. The anticipation of finally getting to that point, finally feeling the adrenaline, you know, seeing your goal in front of you, that's really, really strong. It's like a strong drive to finally get where what you need, right? If you didn't feel that, there would be no point in life. You wouldn't have drive a drive at all to survive, really. So it makes a lot of sense to me. And so, in regards to addiction, um, in the video that I watched today at, in therapy, it said that addiction is similar. When you anticipate using it and maybe you're walking to the bar maybe you're passing by the liquor store maybe you're seeing your dealer whatever it is and you see them you see it you see it coming it's coming closer and the anticipation you're like oh my god here it comes something that i enjoy something that i like is it a necess necessary for life no it's not necessary for life at all it's a poison. I consider drugs and alcohol a poison. It's poison in the system. You don't need them to survive. It's poisoning your mind. But there is a conditioning that we do that kind of conditions our brain to go for those kind of substances. And I, I do agree. I do believe that when our brain is active in the uh, addiction's brain, or in our addiction, it's easy to just kind of, I don't want to say dwell, but it's easy to kind of take in all those feelings that you're like feeling, at least for me. Like, I know if I'm like feeling super overwhelmed and I come close to a liquor store, I'm going to, like, my feelings just feel different. I feel happy. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's something that I like. I want to go and get that. I'm conditioned to go in there and get something for myself. 
whenever I'm stressed. And the th- I think the interesting thing about addiction is is it possible to uncondition yourself? And I I guess when I think an addiction, I I think that it's something that you really don't have much control of. You know, that's what I always thought it was. I always thought that, like, addiction was something that was lifelong. And, like, you know, something that you cannot help. And you'll... It's it's kind of like depression. I hate when people use the words eliminating. Excuse me, I got <laughs> Oh, don't worry. I had to cough, but it was not a corona. Not a corona cough. Cold. It's a cold day in Minneapolis today. I'm walking along the river. So. Ooh, the cold air kind of gets my throat sometimes. But anyway. I, I just. I don't like when people use the wording when they're like, oh, um, you can eliminate depression. No, you can't eliminate. You can't get, get rid of it. You can maintain it. You know, you can make it acceptable. You can make it doable. <clears throat> But you can't just get rid of it. That's impossible. Like, no. It's not going to happen. <sighs> and I think it's similar to addiction. I don't think it necessarily goes away. I don't think it necessarily gets eliminated. I just think that it gets maintained. But I know I have talked to some people um, on Twitter about their ideas on like whether addiction is a disease or not. I tend to always follow science because I think science is the best way to go. Um I'm not dri- I know some people are driven by religion and you do you, you know, you do your ideas, I'll do mine. We'll respectfully um you know, hear each other out. But I I tend to follow science in most of the um, situations. And if science says it is a disease, and if science doesn't say it is, then that's where I stand. But I do think that... Oop! (laughs) I almost tripped. I do think that it's an interesting thing that's controversial. I I feel like it's not something that really isn't that... um, Shouldn't really be that controversial. Like, some people get really um, offended, you know? Like, when... They say that oh, addiction is a disease. I, I've also talked to people that consider addiction a choice. And for me, I'm... Like I'm going to say, I'm going to be driven by science. So, uh, I, uh, in my own life, I don't think addiction is a choice. It Yes, um, I do agree that it does take a little bit of willpower and a little bit of self-focus, whether or not you're going to um, partake in sobriety or, like, maybe eliminating factors that could potentially put you in a situation where you would be more prone to using. I do understand that, you know, um, if you're an addict, you do have to use a little bit of your willpower to maintain a healthy lifestyle. That's not going to just happen um, with willpower, however, alone. 
you can, you know, have the mind and the focus to be like, hey, I'm not going to use. Um, but if it's something that is serious in your life, I think that sometimes we do need a little bit more help. We need, like, to maintain your mental health for sure. Your physical well-being for sure. Because one thing that I've been really um, stressing lately is whenever I tend to feel in a bad mood, I always kind of try to check up on a few things. And I know it sounds really elementary, but it really does help. Um, when... Ever I'm feeling like really not in the mood whatsoever. I just always kind of ask myself, like, am I thirsty? Do I need food? Am I tired? Do I just need a few minutes to recap? Like, why is it happening like this? Like, why is the feelings of dread and sadness and not loving your life persisting? You know, why is it coming about? And... If I can answer those questions and get maybe like some tea, get some food, get some rest, most of the time my mood usually gets better. And I don't know if this helps for everybody, but try it if you want. And if you don't, awesome. <laughs> Do your own thing. But I am really excited for my solo trip, guys. I'm going to be going, heading out tomorrow. So, I will definitely do a podcast in regards to sobriety and my solo trip and how that kind of went. And if my podcast is a little later in the week, don't worry about it. Um, I'm probably really just busy with my appointments out in Bemidji. And so I will definitely... uh, definitely let you guys know but I will for sure if not this week next week make a podcast about my journey so I wish everyone 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 a good happy new year's and whatever happens in this whole new year I hope that you are safe I hope that you are loved and cared for and most importantly safest 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 of travels. Good morning, Minneapolis and other beautiful cities all around the world. My name is La Alba, and I'm an extreme extrovert. Oh boy. So, life has definitely thrown me some challenges lately. Definitely some straight up challenges. Um, I turned it to dwell so much on the past because the that's something I've always done in the past and I also it doesn't really help it doesn't help to dwell in the past but it's okay to acknowledge that letting go of it is hard I guess I'm kind of a person that I just really like adventure I really like um I love feeling like I'm accomplishing something. So I'm kind of a go, go, go kind of person. Always. There's such a warm day in Minneapolis. I'm actually wearing a skirt today. Which is really nice. Every time I (laughs) wear a skirt after not wearing a skirt in a long time. 
I feel like I'm a prestigious young lady. <laughs> you know, sometimes you gotta remember to do the standard skirt etiquette, not etiquette. Sometimes I like to make up words. Um, anyway, but, you know, like the standard, like, keep your legs together. Cross over by the ankles. It looks less, it just makes the skirt look a lot nicer. Makes it look more presentable. And I'm at home, like, just so used to, like, wearing pants and shorts. So I just have to, like, keep, be mindful, be like, oh, I'm wearing a skirt today. You know, no doing something crazy. <laughs> no jumping off rocks. Um, but no, most girls, like, wear uh, shorts under their skirts anyway, so that would happen. Like, you wouldn't flash people. That doesn't happen. <laughs> Rarely. Um, but anyway. <sighs> Today is Friday. And I hope that everyone has some fun plans. And if you don't have any fun plans this weekend, that's okay too. Because sometimes no plans are good plans. Sometimes nothing happen is nothing happening is a good thing. Sometimes. And, you know, just staying at home... Playing video games, relaxing, watching a movie, talking to your friends on the phone. Any of those kind of things. Anything that makes you happy, really. And that's what I'm kind of trying to realize in life right now. Through my journey of sobriety. Is what is really actually making me happy? Oh, lots of noise back here. Sorry if you hear background noise. Someone's doing some construction, I think, on their yard. Anyway, um, yeah, just trying to be happy. Trying to find um, what's the main purpose in life. Honestly, I don't really know the purpose. Um, you know, I, I realize that I'm kind of a person that kind of lets life throw me around, you know. Um, I kind of go with the flow and then, you know, something will happen and I'll be like, damn, and I go straight, like, one way over the other, you know. When I was um, in college, I had a straight view of what I was going to be. And then when I became homeless and um, certain things happened to me, I just, my life, my life just changed. It took a whole different direction. Because I wanted to help people. I wanted um, people to know that they're concerns are valid and especially through my journey of sobriety you know I never really thought I was going to be here talking about it but I'm glad that I am because uh, I feel really empowered right now I feel really able Um, sobriety doesn't seem as scary for me just because I get to talk about it with other people and I talk I talk to you guys about it and it really has become very normal to me and I love the normality of it I feel less of like a freak I feel less of a outcast like I had done before and I just feel a little bit more love honestly I feel like I am able to stand by myself 
And one thing, one exercise that I really enjoyed doing in rehab the other day was we sometimes do the ABCs and we write down, you know, A, B, all, etc., all the way down to C or Z. <laughs> Only C, Z. And um, you just kind of write whatever comes to your head that you're thankful for. So like A would be like, me personally, I'm really thankful for my abundance of health. You know, I'm not mentally very healthy, but physically my body has done very much for me. Uh, I haven't always treated it the best. And my body has always been there for me. And I'm very, very, very thankful for the abundance of health that I have at this moment. Um, letter B. I'm thankful for the beautiful weather here in Minneapolis. It really helps seasonal depression to have beautiful weather around you. And I really appreciate it, <laughs> especially today. Um, C. I'm thankful for the ability to communicate, communicate with my partner, um, communicate with my friends. Um, I'm really happy to communicate with you about life and about um, sobriety in general because it can be hard it can be lonely and I'm thankful for the communication I have between people that um, appreciate me and love me D <laughs> I'm thankful for oh boy no 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 we're not going to get perverse um I'm thankful for, let's see, something that starts with a D. Um, that's not, you know, perverted. Uh, mm, I guess this one's not as serious, but I guess I'm thankful for um, practicing my driving. That's something I really want to get good at. Um, something I want to master eventually. Just have a lot of anxiety about it. Um, just because it's new to me and I don't like operating huge vehicles. And yeah, I'm just thankful that, you know, um, the very little practice that I get driving, it helps. Um, I'm thankful for. The early mornings, E. The early mornings that I'm able to get up and feel energized, go to the gym and be productive. I'm thankful for my family. I don't have a big family. Um, but I'm thankful for the family that I have. And I'm also thankful for my abilities to learn. It kind of ties into family because... When I learned about being sober and when I learned about managing your anger, I think that someday I will be a better parent. And I'm hoping that I can take these skills and use them to better my life and better the life of others. 
I'm thankful for finding grace. I'm not a religious person, like I said, but I am thankful for finding grace in, um, you know, being alone. I, I tend, I, when I (laughs) date people, I don't date people for fun. I don't, I don't go into relationships, you know, just fucking around. I like to keep them serious, you know. I I really invest in my relationships and I like to keep them serious. The only two relationships that I've ever had in my life were both really serious. I got engaged. The second one, we talked marriage. I had a few proposals. It was beautiful and... Um, sometimes you kind of have to figure out certain things on your own, and I'm just kind of accepting that. H. I'm thankful for the hot piece of toast that I had for this for this morning. I sometimes wake up too early, too late. And I don't get breakfast. But today, I had some hot breakfast. And it was nice. I am thankful that the ice is gone in Minneapolis. Jay. I'm kind of thankful for this mindset of just letting it be. Just let it happen. Not pushing against the waters. Not pushing against the um, current just kind of living life and like taking it one day at a time and you know eventually I do want to start working back on my goals but good news um, in 15 days I'll be um, moving down in my um, rehab sessions I won't have to go almost every day now I'll be able to just go a few days of the week. And I'm very proud of myself for getting this far. So I'm just going to just let it be. Um, just face my emotions. And just really focus. Um, so that these next 15 days I can really master um, my emotions. And really just, um, you know, realizing that you have the choice to be sober. That's one thing that, (laughs) sorry to uh, move on from these ABCs, but I, one thing that I realized is that you don't need to explain to people what you're sober. You don't have to have an explanation. Sometimes when we go around and, you know, like to a bar or to a restaurant, like, This sounds really elementary, but I really have to remind myself every day that I have the power of my own life. Some things you don't have the power of, but you do have the power of how you react to it. And I just... This mindset of just saying, you know what, it's okay. You know, whatever people think, or whatever people do, or whatever I think. um, You know, I, I have the power to say no thanks. And, if, and I don't have to explain why. I don't have to say I'm an addict. I don't have to say I have a problem. I don't have to say because it will trigger me. I can just say no. 
and this is something I just have to practice. It doesn't come natural to me yet, but it will, I think. I believe I'm at K. I'm thankful. <laughs> this is going to be cheesy, sorry, but I don't have any other K words. I'm thankful for kicking out anger. The anger that I had for myself. I I was so angry before about my life and saying like, oh, you know, I, I'm almost 30 and I haven't done this. I haven't mastered the skill of sobriety. I haven't really um, understood my emotions. I don't, you know, like I don't, I don't, I don't, I should have, I should have, ifs, blah, blah, blah. All those negative things that don't make you feel good. And, you know... I'm not going to say it doesn't bother me because I have a degree, you know, I have a degree and right now I'm working like two different jobs and going through rehab and sometimes I look at my life and I say, wow, what a big mess, you know, like I have all this potential and I'm, you know, doing all this other stuff and working at jobs that, you know, don't really accentuate, accentuate my true potential and my skills um, and my education. But I also know that rehabilitation is important for my own mental health and my own well-being. And even if I have to work a job where I would consider it like, I don't know, not even even close to what I was doing before rehabilitation I have to remember that it is for a reason and if I can focus really hard these 15 days and show up to therapy and really put my vulnerabilities on the table and put my skills to the test I feel like I can be one step closer to completing the program and learning more about myself so I cannot be distracted by all these external factors that are just trying to put me down. That I'm putting myself down. I have to be less hard on myself. L. I'm thankful for love. The love and the patience that people give me. Because I keep on saying this throughout my whole sobriety. I've made um, my journey through sobriety. I've, you know, made plenty of mistakes. Um, plenty of stupid shit but there are a handful of people that really love me and I'm learning to love myself that's something that I still need to practice is standing up for myself loving myself and saying it's okay if this is hard M this is a you know simple one money I'm thankful for my ability to manage money because, oh, if my ass was stupid with money, sometimes I splurge on a trip, random trips to Bermuda, <laughs> um, and go out and like, you know, go to museums and um, that's usually when I hit a time and a point in my life where I'm like, okay, this is getting way too boring now. This is getting way too serious. Now I need to do something crazy. Now I need to do something fun and go on a random trip. Um... Yeah, I I still really had a blast in Bemidji. I think I'll probably go in the summer sometime just to see how it went. 
but I'm honestly planning, I'm honestly saving my money because I want to try living in a different state. That's an adventure I've never had, an experience I've ever had, and I think I just want to try it, just for fun, um, before I die. <laughs> before I die, I just want that experience, and I, I promise Minneapolis I'll be back. I just, um, just want to have one more shindigs, I guess, before I have to settle down and have a family. Um, and I'm thankful for, I'm thankful for the days that I, I do not put myself down. I didn't want to use a, like a negative, like no or not, but you know, it's kind of hard sometimes to think of (laughs) words on the spot. Oh, but yeah, putting myself down, not putting yourself down. I'm thankful for the days that I look in the mirror and I'm like, I can do this. Today, I kind of looked in the mirror and I was like, you know, today's going to be a little interesting. But we got to do this. And whatever happens, we're going to make it work. Oh, open-mindedness. I really appreciate people that are open-minded. Not everyone's open-minded, and that's their own being. That might be their characteristics, that might be their choice. Doesn't matter. Maybe they feel like they need to protect themselves, so they don't want to be open-minded. That's your life. Um, But I do appreciate people that are open-minded. And I, as a person, try to be more open-minded because I know that when I learn about different addictions, excuse me, I got a cough, <coughs> not not coronavirus, not coronavirus, okay, <laughs> I just had a piece of toast in my throat, okay, but anyway, um, yeah, I just try to stay open-minded because there's a lot of things, things in this world that I don't know about, and honestly, I didn't know a lot of things about myself didn't know a lot of things about the sober community and the community here in Minneapolis. And it's funny because at first I felt so alone and now I realize that there's lots of people like me. There's a lot of people that are clean. There's a lot of people that are struggling. There's a lot of people that are trying to learn and be more open-minded about others in our community. And I really appreciate that peace. I'm thankful for peace. Sometimes peace can be a weird feeling. Especially if you're used to toxic relationships, which I'm not saying my um, my ex, no, none of them were toxic. I'm very thankful that none of these, none of my past relationships were toxic to me. Um, they did not hit me. Um, they did not verbally put me down. I'm in the same, I'm in a safe place. But I'm saying, like, you know, like just being peaceful within yourself. And sometimes 
when we're used to a life of chaos, a life of fear, a life of addiction, a life of hurt, sometimes peace can be really scary. You know, like sitting by yourself, like I often do sometimes. I sit on West Badema Kaska and look at the ducks. Can't wait to see the boats. If I have time, if I graduate um, rehab, I'm going to um, pay for classes for me so I can go back and sail. I want to go back to sailing school and just finding the peace within yourself. It's hard to do sometimes. Sometimes my brain, when I'm sitting down, looking at the lake, looking at the ducks, looking at the people, my emotions get ahead of me, you know. They sometimes, like, I sometimes feel sadness. I sometimes feel anxiety. I sometimes feel pain. And I know it's my body kind of reacting to, what is this peace that I'm feeling right now? What is this stillness? What is this happiness? Because for some people, you don't feel that for a long time. And you forget that it actually can be comforting. So that's where I am with that. Q, quiet places, quiet spaces, like West Bidet Makaska. Just sitting there listening to the lake, looking at the people. Just for about 15 minutes, just to see how the life and the people go by. It's kind of reassuring, actually, to know that life will go on. Not saying that in a morbid way, but I'm just saying, like, it's nice to know that life goes on and it's not all about you. You know, not every, not everyone's looking at you. Not everyone cares. You know, there's a select few people that care, but, you know, the rest of the world, they're so busy with their own stuff. And that's actually kind of nice. It's a nice feeling to lift from your shoulders to know that no one's really f- judging you. <laughs> You're the only person that can do what you want with your life. <clears throat> R. I'm thankful for rest. I realize that rest is important. Sometimes I get into patterns where I don't like to rest. I like to go, 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 go. Like, whether it's, like, go out all the time with your friends, or, like, you know, study, or, like, work, five jobs. That's kind of my vice. If it's not alcohol, it's working. I'll binge work, um, like, four jobs. And, like, just kind of work, work, work until I burn myself out. And it's important to remember to rest. S. Simplicity. I'm thankful for the simplicity of my life. Even though emotionally I'm trying to comprehend a lot of the things that's going on because I suppressed my emotions with alcohol and I didn't really learn to understand them. But now that I'm learning to understand them, I'm learning that my life is actually quite simple and pleasant. Alright, now I'm at the point where I forget the alphabet. I was at S. A, B, C, D, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S. I always forget that, like, S and T. S and T. So I'm thankful, I guess. 
When I was in rehab the other day, I actually wrote T, like T-E-A, T. Um, just because I really like that. Um, I love coffee too, but um, tea is just such a pleasant drink. And it, it's not so harmful to the body. And I really appreciate that I like it. I'm thankful that I like it. Um, you. And if I miss a letter, I'm sorry. I just... <laughs> I have horrible memory and... Like, you know when you file things at your work and you're, like, like putting things in order, in alphabetical order? I'm always a person that's, like, A, A, B, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C, F, G, H, I, J, J, K. Because I can never remember the alphabet to save my life. Anyway. <laughs> you. I'm thankful for understanding. Understanding individuals. I'm thankful for the ability to understand myself better understand myself there's still things I gotta learn but when I have patience with myself and I'm able to learn from myself and understand why these emotions come up why these triggers are happening um why I feel a certain way that I feel learning ways to cope because being an addict it's gonna be your whole life you know it's something Mental illness is something that you kind of sometimes have to deal with your whole life. And it's... I'm at the point in my life where I'm, I'm not going to try to cure things. I used to want to. I used to want to be this person that was like, I'm going to cure my addiction. I'm going to cure my depression. I'm going to cure my anxiety. And I'm like, you know what? No. I'm just going to learn how to cope with it in a healthy way. Because there's no cure. I've accepted it. I accept that I'm an addict. I accept that I have depression. I accept that I have anxiety. And I understand that there are things that I must do in my life to make sure that my mentality is strong. Because when my mentality is strong, I treat myself with respect and I treat others with respect as well. And that's the kind of person I want to be perceived as. V. Um, I guess there's a lot of V words, but I every time we had do this exercise in therapy, I always put Vivian. <laughs> I always put me. Um, <laughs> my 2% of narcissistic self <laughs> on the paper. Um, no, but... Yeah, I just put myself. I put my name. I like to put my name down just because it's... For me, I have to practice, you know, um, sticking up for myself. I have to remember that the way I talk to myself mentally is how I perceive myself physically. You know, if I wake up and I'm like, you know what, self? You might get into some triggers today. You might have to face them. And whether... You choose to do one thing or whether you choose to do the other thing. Unfortunately, we're a team. <laughs> my mind, my soul, my body, we're all a team. And I have to remember that it is important to do what is most important for me. For Via. For Vivian. For Law. Whatever you want to call me. <laughs> one of my names. <clears throat> But yeah, I have to do what is important for them before anybody else. And that is a skill I damn, still need to master. W. 
I'm so thankful for the weather change. Holy crap. This really has helped my mood immensely. That's why I kind of want to move somewhere warm. Just to see um, how it goes in regards to seasonal depression and stuff. That's not the only reason, but one of the many reasons. And um, I know one thing that one of my friends told me, actually. Is he said, wherever you go, your troubles will follow you. (coughs) Ew, that's so stinky. Sorry. They have, like, food on the floor. (coughs) Ew. Oh, God. I hate when, like, ugh. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, God. Man. Getting to be the season of stinky food. Like, when it gets hot outside. Oh, fuck. That's when, like, people start to go out. That's when I start seeing the, um, the liquor bottles everywhere and food everywhere. Every every place has its issues, like I was saying before. Sorry, I got super distracted. Anyway, um, ha! <laughs> uh, no. So, wherever you go, your troubles will follow you. They do follow you. Um, you can't run away from them. Um, you know, my addiction will always be there whether the bottles are on the floor or not. You know, whether it's like Minneapolis where you see drunks everywhere, the liquor store is everywhere, bottles are everywhere, um, every place is going to have its issues. And I will have my own issues. I will carry my baggage from one place to another. I can't escape that. But, and I know that. When I When I go and move and you know, travel, go back to traveling the world and going on adventures again. I I know that my baggage will come with me. I know that, I know that. And I have to remind myself, you know, and I, I know that, I know that. And I'm not running away from those issues. A lot of people think that when I go, you know, to different cities or, you know, um, go to different countries, I'm running away. And I do love the adrenaline of going to a different place. I love the adrenaline, um, you know, I love it. I do. I love the feeling of having to figure things out. Putting myself in a situation where I'm like, okay, I don't know people. How how am I going to make connections? How am I going to make friends? I, I love that feeling. I really do. Um... And that's why I think I like travel so much is because I like to learn about places and people. And I try to, you know, see where I can fit into the mix. But anyway, got a little kind of uh, sidetracked, <laughs> sidetracked on that subs- substance. Sorry. Wow, I've really been kind of all over the place with my mentality. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay, deep breath. <sighs> Keep going. We're at W, X. Oh god, X was the hardest one. Um, If anybody thinks of one, you should definitely message me. Um, Tweet me if you want. Um, Because X is a hard one. But, um, I guess you could just say I'm thankful for um, X-rays. Somebody in my rehab said X-rays, and I was like, yeah, fuck it, X-rays. Because, you know, medical technology is great. (laughs) It's awesome. Um, Why? Um, I am thankful for, I'm thankful for my youth. I'm not that old yet. And sometimes, some days you wake up and you're like, damn, I feel so fucking old. And then other days, you don't feel old at all. 
And that's one benefit of being sober is like most of the days you feel young. When you use, you feel old. And <laughs> I don't mean this literally, but when when you use, you just you're heavy. Your emotions are heavy. Your body is tired. It's worn out. It's tired. Just tired is the main thing. It's just done. Um, when I was in my addiction mind, when I was active in my addiction, I just felt done with life in general. I felt like there was no way out. I felt that no one was listening. I felt that I didn't care about myself. Other people didn't care about me. <clears throat> and it's not fun to be in that situation. Not fun to be in a situation where you can't do anything about anything. And that's one thing I really, really appreciate about sobriety is it's just a very freeing experience in general. Being free from something that takes control of your life. Okay, so now we're at Z, right? Let's see. Like, <laughs> my suspicious ass feels like I missed a letter. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. Yep. I think we got them all. Okay, so the last one. I am thankful for... I'm going to say a very impersonal one. Ziplining. I've ziplined many times in my life. And it's one of those things that I'm willing to do. But I'm, I, I really don't know if I'm willing to skydive yet. You know, I have a lot of friends that are like, Oh, I went um, bungee cord jumping. Oh, hell no. After I heard about that one lady, like, like the bungee cord jump, or uh, bungee cord snap, and then the alligators were in the water, and she fell in the water, and they had to go save her, I was like, yeah, fuck that. And I've also heard, like, horror stories about, like, the cord wrapping around someone's neck, or their foot, or something. So, ugh, bungee jumping is not in the sights for me, but skydiving, maybe. Maybe once I get, like, braver, or, you know, or when I'm, like, 85, or if I'm like, eh, if something happens, who cares? At least I had a good life. I don't wanna I don't wanna put my life in that much risk right now. I wanna live until a little at least a little bit longer. And then um yeah, then maybe I might do something adventurous like that. But ziplining is fine. I, I like ziplining just because you're connected to something. Um a lot of people are like, oh don't you slam into the trees when you get to the other side? No, not usually. Usually they have like a a thing on the end of the cord where it kind of makes you like stop before you hit the exit or the end. Um, that's in my experience anyway. Obviously do your research. Um, check the ratings and um, the reviews on anything that you really do. Because, you know, that's important. You know, if a place has only two reviews and it's like, oh, this place is excellent and it was built in 1979... You know, it probably might not be the best place to go. You know, like if it has like thousands of reviews, you know, 4.5 pretty recent reviews, um, a variety of reviews, then yeah, <laughs> probably is okay. Well, thank you guys for letting me do that. Um, I hope that everyone has an excellent weekend. Um, I really appreciate everyone that has been listening to my podcast. Um, and anyone that is feeling stuck or alone or just wants to talk, they can hit me up on Wisdo. Um, I'm a guide there on the Wisdo app. 
there might be some fees when it comes to WSDO, um, but if, you know, if you want to avoid those fees and you just need, you know, a friend, you can feel free to hit me up on my Twitter. Um, it's via underscore Elva. And at V-I-A underscore A-L-V-A. And I really appreciate you guys. Um, thank you and have the safest, safest of travels.